0: Hello friends and welcome to Building Soul Empire, the show where I take you along as I build a seven-figure empire in impact following Russell Brunson's lead. Okay, cool. So today we're going to talk about finding your market or your niche. Um, It's hard not to get overwhelmed when you step back and look at how much information there is to absorb and take in um which is kind of why i like the podcast format because it gives you the opportunity to go through things one thing at a time one thing at a time one thing at a time taking it slow okay cool so what is a niche and what is a market so there are three there are three primary markets health wealth and relationships those are the things that are going to keep people up at night Um, When I first heard this as a life coach, I was literally devastated because I was like, I don't fit into any of these niches. You know, my products help people improve their health and their wealth and their relationships. And something about that didn't feel right. And then Russell confirmed that if you have a product or an offer or a service and it hits more than one of these markets, your sales go down by more than 90%. So you basically wanna find one market per product or service, not more, otherwise it will eat your sales. one more note on that if your product or service is not directly tied to one of these markets you want to tie it to one of these markets in your marketing let me give you an example so russell russell brunson has a challenge called the one funnel away challenge which is basically a challenge where you build a sales funnel online um you know hoping to make your first million through that sales funnel what do you think that he like what market do you think that he tied that challenge to so you go into the website there's a video playing explaining what the one funnel away challenge is and right under it it says you know do this challenge to finally have like the family of your dreams the love relationship of your dreams and the life you've always wanted so he positioned Uh, you know, as like building a sales funnel offer as a relationship market, in the relationship market, which I, I find like really, really neat. So whatever your offer is, find a way to tie it to one of these three markets. Okay, cool. So then from these three markets, health, wealth, and relationships, those branch out into niches, right? So you can get more and more specific under each one of them. So if you're building an offer, And your offer goes under health it's weight loss right so like weight loss for women eh? that's that's not really niching down how about weight loss for women who have just had two kids two or more kids better even better weight loss for women who have just had two kids and want to do keto like using this very specific thing so you niche down niche now niche down niche down niche down until you have something very 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 specific Um, in his book uh, 100 Million Dollar Offers, Alex says, Alex Harmozi says something really really interesting, right? He says you can have the same generic product, but if you niche down enough, you can literally 10x its price. So let's say you sell a time management tool. A time management tool, a general time management tool online would cost what $29 or like $35, $19. That's that's the the bracket. But if you sell a time management tool, for uh, and this is this is loosely based around the example that he gives. But if you give like a time management tool for B two B salesmen who sell, what does he say? Like who sell um, power tools and gardening equipment? Then you can sell that course that's originally $19 for like $2,999 because that B2B salesman is like that product is for me and no one else. And I think it's really scary to niche down at the beginning of your journey because you're like, oh, I'm going to tell no, I'm going to say no to so many people. But you're also saying yes to so many others. And, and that's something that I'm, I'm still struggling with, you know, like to, to niche down is hard and it feels like, OK, but I'm saying no to all of these other people. But once once you say no to all those other people and you have a very specific product for a very spe- it's not a very specific product. You have a product that's a generic product for a very specific audience. Then you can charge 10 times what you would charge for a generic audience. You see what happened there? So that's that's really cool. Um, okay. There are two ways to think of your audience. One is as an avatar, like literally a person who is at this point in their journey, who has these pain points and... Russell Brunson was saying like he literally puts in all the adjectives finds faces online prints them and puts them on his wall like these are the people I'm serving and then Steve Larson which is somebody who works with him I think that's his name um, thinks of the marketplace not as a person but as a place and when I heard that my brain really turned on why okay he says if you are going to sell fish right you would go to the fish market to sell your fish and if you're going to buy fish you're going to go to the fish market to buy fish so there's there is a location whether it's online or in the or in the physical world um where people are going to buy this product and so you need to figure out where your target audience is hanging out like literally online or in person whether that's facebook groups or uh you know a physical place Because once you have that, you know where to go to target your audience. And at least for me, like it felt like a lot of work to think through that. But once you think through it, all of a sudden, it's much easier to create sales copy because you know where they are. And because you know where they are, you know what products they're consuming. And because you know what products they're consuming, you know what they're suffering from. And because you know what they're suffering from, you can create what Russell Brunson calls a new opportunity. So you're basically going into red waters or waters where there's there are sharks, there is competition, you're finding all the frustrated people who are in those markets and then you're not creating an improvement offer, right? Because an improvement offer means that they have to admit that they were unable to solve their problem paying for other products, which is a very painful thing to do. So you sweep into these markets that are red red markets because they're full of competition And you create what's called a new opportunity you create a blue ocean. You create something that they haven't seen before and it's not an improvement offer, it's a new offer. You package it in a way that whatever you're offering is a totally new opportunity, which means instead of selling through their pain and selling through all the quote-unquote mistakes that they've made, investing, trying to find other people to solve their problems, you're taking them away from their pain by providing them a new, a completely new opportunity to solve their problem in a new way. Not only are you doing that you're also giving them new dreams right because you are so confident of where your product is going to get them that you give them the ability to have a new dream I'm going to give you an example okay so before I met Russell before I came in contact with his material I just wanted to build a coaching program right I I wanted to build like the best coaching program and Russell came into my life and was like you know you can do this thing that's a funnel And a lot of people who do a funnel, a year from now, have a million dollar company. So why not let that be your dream? Do you see what happened there? So one, it's a new opportunity. Two, he has given me a new dream. He's given me a bigger dream, which means that as I march towards this dream, I don't have to work through the pain of having failed with other providers. okay cool so i'm just gonna let that sink in for a sec we good cool okay moving moving on so alex hermosi also says that if you are grossing less than 10 million dollars a year you need to really niche down once you cross the 10 million dollars per annum then you can open up your niche I'm still at a point where I'm like, I don't want to niche down. I don't want to niche down. But, you know, it's helpful. It's helpful to say that because it reminds me that I really do need to niche down. Okay. Uh, How do you pick a niche? How do you find a niche? We're going to use some of the content from Alex from book, $100 million offers. And he says that there are four things to look for. The first thing you want to look for is pain. Uh, And he says pain pain is your pitch. The pain is your pitch. Um, What's interesting here is that oftentimes people are in pain, but they're not willing to pay to fix the problem. Let me give you an example. So I had somebody who's in a, in, you know, a a fellow coach and she told me that she spent two years uh, trying to build like mindfulness programs for companies and she would deliver all of these free trainings, and the company seemed to really, really like the material, but they never wanted to pay for it. So obviously, there's a pain point that she's solving by giving free materials, but the pain point is not big enough that they would want to take money out of their pockets and give it to her. So when you're solving for a pain point, Richard Yu uses the language... um, bleeding neck problem so you want you want something that's going to keep them up at night which is why you have those three markets positioned that way health wealth and relationships because those are the things that keep that keep people up at night and i just want to remind you that if your service or offer doesn't directly target one of these markets you want it to target one of these markets directly in your marketing Okay, so you wanna make sure that there's a bleeding neck problem. Two, you wanna make sure that they're financially qualified. I know people who have started businesses, um, you know, catering to stay-at-home moms. Most of the time, they're not in charge of the finances, which means that there's two or three hurdles that they have to go through before they pay, which means it's a slow business. So whatever you're doing, whatever niche you're in, you want to make sure that your prospects are financially qualified before they come into the funnel so that you don't have to worry about financial qualification. Very, very seldom have I seen products that are so good that people will take money out of their savings and do whatever is necessary to pay. But you know you want you want to save yourself as much headache as you can so financially qualify your prospects from the get-go by choosing a profit profitable niche three this is something that we kind of talked about where it's like are they easy to target um that oh there's a bug on me go away you know and that's the idea of (laughs) oh And that's the idea of having a physical marketplace or, you know, whether it's online or in person. But like, where are your people actually hanging out? That's really important. Um, and to find a niche that is easy to, to locate is really important. And finally, is it a growing market? Right. Like if you're selling newspapers, you're done for. So choose a market that's growing. And Alex says that even if you're not in a market that's growing like really, really fast, you um, just being in a, in a market that's not sinking gives you the opportunity to to make a lot and serve and serve people well um okay i'm gonna close on this note um alex says that there are three levers of success uh when it comes to leveraging your niche one the starving crowd so this is kind of what we talked about when you're going into a red market or a red ocean where there's a lot of competition and finding those people who are frustrated to create a new opportunity all of a sudden you have a starving crowd like they want something that they've never seen before and they want it from you because they're frustrated and they're angry with what they've tried before and you're you're not selling through their pain you're selling away from their pain so whatever whatever you are providing you want to be working with a starving crowd or people who really want what you have Uh, another example that he gives is if you set up a a hot dog stand outside of a party at 2 a.m it doesn't matter how good your your um your hot dogs are you're more you're more or less going to sell out right so that is the importance of positioning and finding your starving crowd um two is the strength of the offer like how good is the offer that's not something that we're going to go in today and then finally persuasion skills um and he says basically like the better your offer is the the less you need persuasion skills okay cool so that is an overview on niches let me know what was helpful what wasn't helpful and see you guys on the flip